The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus and his disciples came to the city of Caesarea Philippi. So Caesarea Philippi was north of Palestine and it was a great city. It emanated, we could say, wealth and power. And because it emanated wealth and power, it just might make a person, when you looked at that city, it might make you long for that kind of wealth and power in your life. Jesus knew that many of the people who were looking for a promised Savior were looking for someone who would provide them with that wealth and power. And Jesus did want his disciples to understand that earthly wealth and power, that that's not what his reign was all about. That's not what his reign was all about. He didn't come back to reestablish the kingdoms of King David and Solomon and the empire that Israel was under their reigns. He didn't come for that purpose. Well, now he wanted the disciples to recognize the wrong opinions of the Savior that so many people had. And so he asked them the question, who do people say the Son of Man is? The disciples replied, some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Basically, the people of Jesus' day who had heard of him had a high opinion of Jesus, you could say. They thought of him as someone special, very special. They even thought, some of them, that he was sent by God. But Apart from those people who knew Jesus very well, like his disciples, there weren't that many people who were able to really recognize who Jesus really is. Then Jesus asked his disciples, after they gave him the people's opinions, Jesus asked, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Jesus had heard what the other people were saying. Now he wanted the disciples to verbalize their own belief in Jesus. And, well, Jesus also wants us to be able to verbalize our faith in Jesus, who we believe Jesus is, our conviction about Jesus. If, if someone were to ask me, who I believe Jesus to be, well, really Jesus doesn't want us to answer that question by saying my church believes this or our Wisconsin Synod believes this. Jesus doesn't want you to say, well, this is what my pastor tells me. 
Rather, Jesus wants you and me to say, this is what I believe. And to be able to tell what, tell that person who we believe Jesus to be. As the disciple spokesman, Simon Peter, the apostle Peter, he spoke up and he answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. By calling him the Christ, what Jesus, what Peter was doing is he was saying that Jesus was the promised Savior, the promised Savior who had been promised way back to Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden. He's the promised Savior who was talked about throughout the pages of the Old Testament. He was confessing Jesus to be that promised Savior, even though when people looked at him, he looked like just a normal human being, but Peter was saying that he's actually God too, that he's the God-man and able to be our Savior. Peter was bucking public opinion, we could say, when he confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But he was saying, he was making the same confession that Jesus wants us to make about him, that we believe he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, few people will say anything really bad about Jesus himself, although the number of people who seem to be saying bad things about true Christianity, that seems to be growing. The belief of true Christianity, that is, not the watered down or the tolerant belief that okays all kinds of sin and everything. Yet most people, even non-Christians, will have some pretty good things to say about our Savior. For an example, an atheist once said, till the end of time, all the sensible will bow low before Jesus. All will humbly acknowledge the exceeding glory of this great phenomenon. There was a French national rationalist who once said, Jesus is unique in everything. Nothing can compare with him. He is a man of colossal dimension. They give Jesus a great deal of praise. But the fact of the matter is that the atheist, the French rationalist, neither of them said that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God the one and only Savior, the one and only way to eternal salvation. So let's watch out for those who may praise Jesus, but don't confess him to be who he really is, the Savior from sin, the one who lived and died for us, who paid for all of our sins, which, which would have sent us to eternal punishment, but he saved us from our sins so that we can look forward to eternal life in heaven. And may our confession about Jesus, may that always be that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's our Savior. He's our way to eternal life in heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, please keep sending us the Holy Spirit to build up and strengthen our faith so that with our words, our actions, and our lives, we are always confessing that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
You are our Savior, the one who lived and died to pay for the sins of the world. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.